I don't even know the intro. Let's do this. Let's fucking go, boy. You sack to the future. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Sack to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we're here to talk about our love for John Cusack every goddamn episode. And yes. sometimes those episodes are just about the same goddamn movie. Yes. Same movie, episode after episode after episode. And we're here to make a major announcement that it's not only episode after episode, but because absolutely no one wanted it, we're doing it season (laughs) after season after season after season. So congratulations, all eight of our listeners. You get to experience us talk about every every high fidelity thing that can be talked about. Yeah. Um, we did tell you season two is high fidelity. Yeah, but we didn't say is that the season will never end. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back, everyone. This is I okay. I'm going to just stop trying to pronounce all of the titles for this. Um, but welcome to High Fidelity Eight. This one's not a hard one. How would you pronounce it? Hate. <laughs> Hate <for nothing. laughs> And that is where our audience is, ironically. Eight fidelity. Eight fidelity. <laughs> oh, no. But yes, we are once again diving into the high fidelity movie. And by diving, we mean we're going to talk about one character for approximately five minutes in this hour and a half podcast. Yeah, so it's not really diving in. It's more like stinking, <laughs> sticking a toe into the pool and then just go, like being like, nah, no thanks. And then just jumping into the hot tub. <laughs> Again, we do love High Fidelity, but it does, it has been a wonderful vehicle for us to talk about other things we love as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way I do, like, the the way, the kind of, like, a peek behind the, the, the curtain for, like, Wizard of Oz style is we record a week in advance, and then I edit on Thursdays, and then <laughs> that same day, I, I, I record, we record, but I edit and then record the same day. So... This morning, I was editing last week's episode, and I was just listening to it. And I was like, this is a fun episode. <laughs> and then, like, 49 minutes in, I was like, holy shit, we haven't talked about high fidelity for one fucking minute. <laughs> and I again. Because we just talked about cartoons. Yeah. Again, we are doing whatever the fuck we want for season two. And if that means we're going to talk about high fidelity high fidelity and use that as a guise to talk about, like, toys for an hour, then we're going to do that. Because... It's 2021. We want to leave all the bad stuff in 2020. So, yeah. Not that last season was bad, but it was also <laughs> like we didn't know what we were doing. We still don't know what we're doing. We just want to have fun, and this is us having fun. Because I mean, like we we talk about it, like like we, I think like the the experience overall last year wasn't bad. Like we haven't like of all the movies we watched <laughs> last year. Like, what was the worst one you think we saw? Because we haven't started watching Cusack's later movies yet. We haven't watched, like, Okay, that's assuming that they're bad. They're not going to be bad. They're just going to be different. They're, they're going to be different. Be his early stuff. Yeah, so it's not like we, like, we haven't found any movie that we've hated, you know? Okay. Well, you hated what? Which one did you hate? I wouldn't watch Identity again. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't watch what what is the apocalyptic movie he was in? Twenty twelve. Yeah, 
what was his last line in that stupid ass movie? I don't know. It's something about like no more pull ups. It was a diaper reference. Oh, it was John. See, I've, I've. That's the thing. Like, if I don't like anything, I just erase it from my brain. Yeah, we Marie Kondo out of Marie Kondo it out of our brain. Those movies do not bring us joy. I don't need to see them again. I see. So I think that's why it's so easy for me. Where I'm just like, (laughs) oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. But then the more you talk about it, I'm like, oh, I'm getting uneasy already. You, like, you right. remember. But you like remember. 2012, I I wasn't angry. I had some fun watching it and talking and laughing about yeah, it. Was, there was some I, good stuff. Identity, uh, I mean, it we, brings me joy to think that we've made uh, a bunch of our friends watch it and then come on here and talk <laughs> about it. So as much as I didn't like that movie, like as much as I thought I did initially, just making other like other people, our friends specifically, realize that they didn't like it as much as they thought so either. That brings me joy. Uh, Map to the Stars. I probably never have to see that again, though. That one was a bit rough. Yeah. Yes. That was... That was but I mean, everything else... It wasn't a good movie. It was just a weird movie. Yeah. Yeah. But... Nice Harvest I can do without. Mm, yeah. You know. But... It's cool. Yeah. You just we just want this to be a little more about us because we're those kinds of people and we want to talk about ourselves and our lifestyles and what we've been doing and all these things and that's how we're gonna do it. And I love how every episode this entire season we keep justifying where we keep talking about this movie. That's <laughs> that's li- see, that's how lazy we are. We just copy and paste our outline for the episode. We're like, all right, first six minutes we're gonna talk about uh, let's talk about maybe how we came up with a title for this week. Then we'll stumble into why we're doing this, why season two is the way it is. We'll kind of apologize, but not really. We're going to say we do what we want because it is season two. And then we'll ask each other about our week. We'll do that. And then John will have a terrible segue into our top five. And then for five minutes, we'll talk about high fidelity. Yeah. The, the transition. I think they're excellent. The tra- last week's transition was a bit rough. I yeah. thought that was great. So I think we're just going to toss out transitions altogether. Yeah, it's going to get worse. <laughs> we'll see. Watch next week. It'll be it'll be completely different. You all freak out. Yeah. But it is okay. But I don't know. Like, this is... See, that's the thing. Like, this is the most interaction I have with people now. It's just like... <laughs> My time talking with Grace, I was just like, this is the only time I talk about, like, stuff. You know, like, I don't, I'm not very well practiced in talking to people anymore. Hmm. So it, it concerns me to see how I'm going to function uh, <laughs> in the in, in the world when things are, are uh, a less uh, socially distant world. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> um, so how was your week, Grace? As we prepare to there are, jump back into the outline of what we do every week. Yeah, I don't, like, all, all weeks I don't remember too much what I did. Because basically I just stay in my room and answer emails all fucking day. And then I'll do a lesson plan and or I'll teach. So that's how it is. Um, sometimes Brock will come over and we will have lunch together. Mm-hmm. And then he will go home and then I will go back to my home and just do the same thing over and over and over. And again, like, 
I don't know if I told you listeners, but the wallpaper in my room is very circusy. Like it's horizontal maroon and cream stripes. And I have to stare at that every day because I can't do anything to this room because I'm renting it. So like I live in a pink room that basically has bars everywhere I'm looking. And it's pink? Yeah. It's pink. You should take a picture and put it onto the Instagram and just caption it. If you know, you know. <laughs> Maybe I will because it's yeah. just I, share this with everyone. When I came in and saw this place the first time, I was like, "Okay, living room's very spacious. Kitchen could be a little bit bigger, but I can work with it. It's it's a little more spacious than my last kitchen." Then I walked into this room and I was like, "Okay, it got carpet. The wallpaper's atrocious, but it's a oh. lot bigger than my last room." that I was renting at, right? And so I was like, okay, I just need the space. I didn't realize, like, two years later, I feel like it was like a circuit. Like, I feel like a caged animal sometimes, you know? Like, I am that lion pacing the cage that is like, yo, ringleader, when are you going to let me out? Because I'm about to bite your neck off. Yeah. Um, Get over here, Siegfried. (laughs) (laughs) So I do what I can to to cover the, the walls, but, like, it does... I mean... A year and literally a year into the pandemic, like it's it's claustrophobic because this is this is the day that I started quarantine because like uh like last year classes were canceled and they said okay get ready for the next two weeks. Oh, this is our one year anniversary of yeah. Of oh, today's happy the tenth, birthday. right? Happy birthday, quarantine. Today's <laughs> the tenth. Yeah. It's so, the eleventh. Can I? Is today the eleventh? It's the eleventh. <laughs> Oh my god, it's the 11th? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Okay, so happy birthday plus one. Yeah. One day. But can I write what I wrote (laughs) (laughs) last year when this happened? So March 10th, I said, um, uh, didn't feel good today. SF State was canceled, so I canceled Skyline. Um, Everything is closing because of the coronavirus. The next two weeks will be interesting. And that's what I wrote on March 10th. And then every day since then, I have written quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Oh, no. Yeah. And can I, okay, so that was last week or yesterday. Can I write what I wrote for today? Yes. This is all coming from a one line a day planner that Barack's brother got me, which I think mm-hmm. is the coolest thing. So I have like one sentence a day of what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> try to go and buy things this coronavirus pandemic has toilet paper hand sanitizer any paper thing sold out um, I think I might have to hoard some things trying to look for soap soon and that's all I wrote <laughs> and I was like I've, I'm like oh oh this is so weird because literally I don't know if you remember this John like- but like 10, 11 months ago, there's a toilet paper shortage. Well, this is a year ago. We oh. and we remember all of that. Yeah. But the week, like, literally two weeks before, at the end of February, we were doing Fob Show. Yeah. I, I got, like, a bunch of Facebook memory posts. Like, a year ago, you were doing this. And I was like, look at all the people. Like, we were all crammed into the green room, eating out of the same bag with our hands. (laughs) And a lot of people got the flu that week. Oh, hell yeah. You know? Everyone got got sick. I got sick. You got sick. 
uh, everyone got sick. Everyone Nikki got, got sick. super sick. She was yeah. just like, all I'm e-, she's like, I'm literally eating emergency out of the packet. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, you didn't, are you okay? Yeah. Like everyone had a really bad flu. Hmm. And then a week after uh, Fob Show ended, we're just like, let's go to the flea market. And I was fucking <laughs> elbow deep in like strangers' <laughs> toys and used goods. And I'm like, for we the bargain t- of the toys. Yeah, we were touching some questionable things. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it's it's interesting to kind of look back and be like, oh, shit, this is literally a year ago Yeah. that lockdown happened or quarantine or whatever got serious to the point of like everyone brace for the next two weeks and i was like two weeks (laughs) so funny if you could like time travel a a letter to your past self one year ago what would you say to yourself just oh like how how i would write to someone from past grace from pat's march Mm -hmm. like if you're writing to grace who's about to start quarantine or the one year journey that she's about to journey Oh, what do I want to tell her to get? Just get or do or prepare for just pieces of advice that future Grace would be like, I got you past Grace. Oh, I would tell her not to be so nervous. I was neurotic. Mm. I was so nervous that for some reason I wouldn't be able to get any food. Mm-hmm. Like I went and it and I mean, it does kind of it. It was nerve wracking to go to all the grocery stores and Target and everything and just see shelves of nothing. Mm hmm. Right. And then going to Ranch 99 and like all spam was gone. All the rice was gone. Everything was gone. Mm-hmm. It made me so nervous. And I thought I wasn't going to be able to eat. And then like um, my friends were like giving me they're like, I have a can of spam for you. I have some corn stuff or or uh, what is it? The corned meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> corn beef. beef. They're like, I have a can of corned beef for you. Blah, blah, blah. We won't let you starve. And I was like, thank you. It's cool. I have some packages of soup, like whatever, whatever I can get. And I was like, I can get through these next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I have enough. I, you know, I, I, scra- I found enough food. And it was literally like the food scarcity scared the hell out of me because I remember how like at some point in my college career, like I did not eat mm-hmm. because I couldn't afford it. And I just remember that feeling mm-hmm. and I never want to feel hungry again. Yeah. And so that really panicked me. So I, I want to tell her, like, you're not going to go hungry, bitch. Yeah. Like, people are not going to allow other people to get to be hungry during this time. Because I was, like, you know, trying to figure out how to do things. And people were, like, trying to figure out how to donate to food kitchens and stuff like that. And I was, like, people aren't going to let people go hungry. Yeah. As shitty as people are, there's still good people out there. Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest thing I would tell. I would tell past Grace. And then also, like, just to tell her not to, like freak out so much Mm -hmm. right and and i look back at it now and i think i i think a couple like three weeks in or something after we realized it wasn't gonna let up that it kept getting extended Mm -hmm. i was like oh like food is still there like (laughs) restaurants are still there they're not gonna run out of food anytime soon yeah and so i think i was just like oh why did that scare me so much? But I just remember being like just in like, undergrad, not yeah. being able to eat. Yeah. It's in the moment, it's just like all the uncertainty of everything. Yeah. So I think that was, that was, that's what I tell her. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's going to be fine. It's just going to last a long time and you'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you? 
Yeah, I would be like, especially if it's like, if I was sending this letter to anyone else but me, I would be just as caring and insightful and caring as you were to yourself. But because <laughs> it's me to me, I, I would write a letter being like, everything will be okay. Just be careful of H35778. And then that's it. So, like, past me, be like, You're such a bitch. Past me, be like, What the fuck does that mean? You're such a bitch. <laughs> so, if anything, I give myself, like, a hobby for like three months, just obsessing, being like, What the fuck is that? And you just give them the numbers from Lost. You're like, 24, 16, 12. <laughs> Because I do that so, like, so much already where, like, uh, like the notes app on my phone, like, if I have something that I want to write, I, I'll, like, I'll type it in. If I have a to-do list, I'll put it in there. If I have an idea for a story that I wanted to do, a video idea or whatever, I just write it in there. Sometimes it's, like, the security passcodes or, like, temporary passwords to websites. And then sometimes, like, I, I check to be, like, try and organize that and, and stuff. And then I come across, like, a string of letters and words. And I'm, like... What does this mean? <laughs> what does green boat mean? <laughs> I just sit there. I was like, why did I write this? <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Maybe I would fuck with her too. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, yeah, just give oh, invest a little in GameStop. Yeah. Yeah, invest in GameStop also. <laughs> Beware of potatoes. <laughs> oh, just really fuck with me. I was like, but I love French fries. Oh yeah, bitch! Stop buying avocados. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need all those avocados. <laughs> Let's do that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. but yeah. So that's been my week. It's been contemplative because I'm realizing, like, oh, it's been a year that mm -hmm. like I have literally not gone outside actively mm -hmm. <laughs> like i mean now because things are and i know i shouldn't but now that things are kind of going into different colored lighter tiers or whatever the fuck they want to call it i'm like oh maybe we can go outside for a little bit but the more that i go outside the more i hate people yeah like between what we're reading of like how like all the terrible things going on outside and yeah. how comfortable I am inside and yeah. how peaceful everything is. Like, I didn't want to leave before. I just left because I had to fucking make money. But now, I, I'm like, I'm okay just surrounded by my treasures at peace like a pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, John. Like this I was is watching. What this, is. this is what this is. This is how the afterlife's going to be for me. So I'm going to be surrounded by all my things. All of my treasures. <laughs> like I was watching The Mummy and Mummy Returns. And I was just like, look at all that stuff. They're buried with all of their things. Oh. Cool. <laughs> That's what I want. And I will put a curse for anyone who tries to touch my shit. <laughs> so I will that... come at you with the rage of Emotep. Is that your week then? Is just you've been surrounded by your treasures? Like, I've been surrounded by the existentialness of, like, oh, we've been in lockdown for a year. And you're like, Donatello, Michelangelo, Michael, yeah. Leonardo, let's play. Yeah, I'm just looking around at all of the, uh, the things that I've acquired throughout my life. And I'm just like, I would change nothing. <laughs>
I've made good choices. Well, I remember, like, we every time we talk about getting a place, we're like, we need a castle for all our shit. Like, there's just no fucking possible way. <laughs> yeah, see, and that's the thing. Like, the main issue for me right now is space or lack thereof. Mm. But then this week, I just started a whole new fucking collection. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I got well, bored with the current collection I have where I'm just like, all right, for most of the turtles, I'm like up to date with the turtles that I, the turtle figures that I'm collecting. Uh-huh. There are no hot toys coming that I need in the next few months. Um, Batman figures, like DC figures, I'm all caught up. Like for everything that I'm collecting, there's nothing scheduled to come out anytime soon. They're like, there's no Mandalorian figure. Like everything, I'm, I'm good. So I'm like, I just got really itchy and I was like, what the fuck do I do? I was like, I haven't bought a figure in like two weeks. So I started getting like that, like that figure itch. And then mm. I watched the Mortal Kombat trailer for the new movie and I got fucking excited for it. I'm like, this looks phenomenal. And I'm so ready for it. I was like, this movie looks like great and over the top and ridiculous in all the best ways. <laughs> so I kept watching it, not like all at once. Like, like I watched it, like I'd watch it. A few days later, I was like, I want to see that trailer again. And I'd watch it again. A few days later, i pop it in again as I'm doing stuff. Um, because like I said, like I like re-watching things. Mm-hmm. So I was re-watching the trailer, and I guess YouTube's algorithm was like, all right, fucking stop watching it. Here, we'll give you other Mortal Kombat stuff. <laughs> so th- I started watching like clips from the, the, the original movie. I watched like tournament footage of like pe- people doing like competitive video gaming. Um, and then I started watching some of the the story or the cinematics for the video games. And that's when I realized, I was like, I don't know any of the story for Mortal Kombat. Ba- like, most of the stuff that I know is based on, like, the movie from the 90s. So I started rewatching, or I started watching, like, people play through the Mortal Kombat story mode in the video game. I, I, saw, I saw them, I saw the story for Mortal Kombat 9. I saw them play through Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 10. Then I bought, I, I bought Mortal Kombat 11 on the PS5 and I played that over the weekend. And I was like, all right. And then I got real quiet because I was like, oh no. I think I'm going to start collecting Mortal Kombat figures. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did, Grace. <laughs> I just... And it... it that's... Uh, I know. It happened. And then not only that... I, like I looked at the company who makes the Mortal Kombat figures, and I was like, "Oh, cool! They also make Tekken and Street Fighter characters." John. So I was like, "Bring it on!" You don't need Tekken or Street Fighter. You don't. But I love those games, Grace. I know, but this is coming from me, who always like tries to goad you into getting more things, John. And I'm like, "Focus." No, see, I'm I'm good because <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I can know myself. I can do it. I really can. I I can do this. I I can do this, Grace. See, because the thing is, I had like I had the chance to buy some of these figures, and then I passed because the scale is a little bit off. So they're not quite like six or seven. Like they're not six inch or seven inch scale, or like one twelve scale. Like the majority of the figures that I collect, Mm. they're like one tenth inch or one tenth scale. So they're a little bit bigger than most of the figures that I collect. So Mm. that's why I kind of passed on them before. I was just like, oh, uh, they don't really fit in my display, so I won't buy them. I'm not going to start a new collection just for this. But now that I'm getting Mortal Kombat and Tekken and Street Fighter in my <laughs> in my brain, I'm just like, oh, so they could be on one shelf together, and and it works. 
and okay. but the thing is i jumped in very late so now some of them were released several years ago so it's kind of expensive like i want the classic ryu in his classic colors from street fighter 2 and, it, and that fucker's like 130 dollars. so i'm like ooh. so i'm like like so again now i have that whole the, the the chase the hunt of like where am i gonna find this fucker for a reasonable price yeah you know so it's part of the thrill but like it's that the thing though is just like that gnawing regret where you're just like i should have gotten on, I, I should have gotten in on this line sooner yeah. like i had the chance but i did it because i was a fool so i don't want that to happen so yeah. i'm going all in now so there's a thing that happened to me i think about 10 years ago is that my my friend was having a murder mystery party mm-hmm. and I was part of it. And um, there was a specific thing, like an item, like I, requ- I got a sword or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I wanted to kill someone with the sword, which is basically a paper that says sword and you pass it to them and then they have to die. Mm-hmm. And I kept waiting cause I was so nervous and I was just like, you know what? I, th- It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And then I died. <laughs> and I was like, if I would have just killed this person, I would have been alive. Mm-hmm. And I was, so I have that piece of paper and I kept it and I wrote on it, never hesitate. And it's in my wallet. Yeah. And I still to this day. Have that piece of paper. I have that piece of paper, but I never, I never jump on its advice. Yeah. And so, like, when you're talking about, like, oh, I should have jumped on that line, like, I was like, yeah, like, how many times have we passed something up thinking that we can get it later? Yeah, because it's just going to be harder to acquire. It's going to be more expensive. Way more expensive. You know, and it's it's just the regret we live with. Which brings <laughs> us to our top five of the week. What are your big con regrets? Because we like comic book conventions or fan expos or whatnot are a big part of our collecting careers. Mm -hmm. So we have acquired quite the top five of things, regrets of I I should have jumped on that sooner. Yeah. So uh, today for this top five, we're going to talk about our our big regrets. Or what are your what, regrets? Yeah. Well, we regrets, yes, but also like I, I likened it to the ones that got away. Like we physically had them in our hands mm-hmm. and all we had to do was give money mm-hmm. and then we walk, we put it down, we walked away. Yeah. So my top five is, um, so it's at the, at one of the malls that we have up in San Francisco, there used to be a toy fair all the time mm-hmm. and we would go to this toy fair all the time and I'd always see these toys and kind of just walk away from them. But there's one that is there that has been there the last three times we went and it's, um, it's a figure of noodle from, from, um, the gorillas, the band, mm-hmm. the animated band, right? Okay. And the figure, the, the line itself is beautiful. Like I've always loved that line. My, my, one of my friends had it. And when I said, oh, I really love the gorillas. I really, I've always loved noodle. He had offered to give it to me because it was his. And he was like, hey, do you want it? And I was like, no, that is yours. This is a toy. Like you can't just give away toys. Cause I feel like, you know, if you give them away, you're going to regret them some, somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, 
hear that, Andy from Toy Story? <laughs> <laughs> Which is what happens, right? So it's like, yeah. no, you keep it. It's cool. Because I don't know, like, where our paths are going to take us. Because, you know, when you're an undergrad and you're, like, friends with people, you're not going to be friends with them for yeah. long. Or, like, not long, but, like, sometimes you're not friends with them after undergrad. So I felt mm-hmm. like that. Of, like, you're a cool friend now, but I don't know how we're going to be friends later. Um, so, so I said, don't give it to me. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, a time that I saw it on eBay for a fairly reasonable price. And I was like, you know what? I can wait. If it's this price, I'll probably just go lower because <laughs> I'm stupid. And then I started seeing Noodle show up at the toy, the toy convention. Mm-hmm. And every time, and you've seen me do this, I ask how much it is. And then I go, okay, cool. Maybe later. We've gone to that toy convention at least three times since we've known each other. And every, and time, every this- time you do that, I'm like, oh, look at her. Look at her negotiate. What a pro. And then you legit walk away. I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> the same seller three times in a row still has it. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? If I just buckle down and say, hey, I have cash. I'll buy it for this much. Are you willing? Yeah. No, I haven't done it yet. And so the last time we were we went all together, I was like, okay, if it's there the next time they show up, because they were supposed to show up again in like a three weeks. Mm-hmm. or something i was like cool i'll get it then i'll have enough cash saved up and just buy it and then coronavirus <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> you Whoa. remember because you you and barack got all those boba boba fans. yeah we were, we were the bo- the broba boys yeah you're the boba boys and then i didn't get anything <laughs> remember because then yeah. also at that same con was when we saw Taika. The pop, not the person. Yes, sorry. <laughs> the, the pop figure in yeah. his in his pineapple romper. Yeah. And, and last it time we glorious. It was beautiful. And the last time that we saw the Taika, it was like 180. Mm-hmm. And this seller was selling it for $50. Because the first time we saw it, it was at what San Diego, right? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. we're like, we'll find it cheaper. We'll find it at Ceremony. It's San Diego, so everything's like insane. Inflated. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And then you saw it, reasonable price. It was went from like 180 to what, 100? It was 100. And, yeah. And then we saw it again at like at the farther tables. Yeah. And they had it for 50 and it was still good. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe we can find it somewhere cheaper or like, you know, it's just a lot of like hesitation on my end. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, it's $50 for a pop. And I'm not above spending $50 for a pop. I've spent. <laughs> for some of the pops that are like from pop asia right and i was Mm -hmm. like no this is collector's item so it's gonna only get higher but i was like i really love taika i really love this figure and so i hid it and went and said we were gonna come back to it and then when we went back it was gone yeah yeah so that one is a big one that i'm that i was just like (laughs) damn it i had it in my hands i had you in my hands taika (laughs) Um, the other one was when we went to San Jose Toy Con mm-hmm. and it was the Donatello. Um, what was he? 18 inch? It was, yeah, it was like the giant. Yeah. Donny. The 18 inch Donatello. He was 80 bucks. He was about retail. Yeah, it's cheaper like, than retail. I think retail is a hundred. Oh, is it? Like yeah. I just, we, I kept looking back at it. Like I would just circle the table and be like, you know what? But no, the thing is, is that if no one else is buying toys, I will not buy them. Yeah. 
Because I feel weird about that, like going away with a toy, like, and no one else has it. And I don't think anyone else was buying toys at this convention, so I didn't buy it. I I bought toys, but they were in my bag, so it looked like I wasn't buying. But you bought small ones. No, I bought like access. I was buying a lot of accessories and loose things, so they look very small. Oh, so but it, like, you didn't. You were buying like a big one. Like yeah, so it was like a bunch of little things, open yeah. things, but they so, were just in one tiny bag, so it looked like I was buying nothing. Yeah, like no, like the money that I spent was I think I bought like a Kurt Cobain pop for like Isabel because she really wanted it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'll just buy it for you. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah, I saw the Donatello. No one else was kind of buying anything big, like a big ticket item. So I was like, it's okay. If it's 80 bucks here, I can find it somewhere else. This fucker is retailing for like $200. Yeah. I will never be able to get this one anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one's a big one for me. Another one is, uh, so we follow a, an artist that we both love called, New. his name is Newligan. Mm-hmm. And the one that I walked away with for him was his Calvin and Hobbes. They're playing basketball or basketball, baseball, mm-hmm. which again is my favorite sport. Yeah. It's your favorite sports ball. It's my favorite sports ball. Um, but it was Calvin and Hobbes playing baseball and it was two separate, uh, two separate prints. prints. Oh, okay. So it's like, um, you know, Hobbes pitching and Calvin batting. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I really, really, really want to get those. But it's probably up on his online and all of these things. And Nooligan is, you know, he's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, if, you know, and I, I, it was one of the first times that I saw him. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh, he has a website. I could probably get it up on his website. And his website is like the hardest thing to buy things on. So yeah. I, and when I saw him again at another con, he had completely different work. So a lot of his stuff is like limited print. He's only printing this much and then never printing it again. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Ugh. so that one I definitely regret. And then this is probably my biggest one is when I went to Emerald con, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of Emerald con, they had a tattooing station and you can get pinups of certain characters for like 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it has to be the size. It has to be this. No deviations. It's all flash. But it's 80 bucks. And an $80 tattoo um, can always kind of be questionable. Right? Yeah. But looking at their pinups, um, it was all of like car- uh, uh, comic book ladies. Mm-hmm. And they had a really good pinup of Rogue. And she's one of my favorites. And I did not get her. And I am one of those people who are like, I will go to a tattoo place and just get a tattoo. And I didn't get it at this place. Yeah. And I, that's my, that is like my number one is that I should have gotten it at Emerald Con. Cause not only is it the experience, but it's also like a, a pretty cool tattoo for, you know, a, a gimmick, it's a gimmicky price, but the tattoos were beautiful. Yeah. And also yeah. just being able to say it's a care, a tattoo of a character you love that at I a got convention. Out of con. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I just I don't know why I think the person that I was with was just like didn't want to didn't want to sign up, didn't want to wait in line, didn't want to do all these things. Yeah. And and I was like, "Oh, well, you can go do the con- convention stuff and I can I can do this." But yeah, like the group I was with was just like, "No, we need to do everything together." And I was like, Ugh. "Yeah, that's the thing. As much as I love cons, 
the people you go with is <laughs> very much the experience that will dictate how the con goes for you. That's why for the majority of my life, I I would just go fucking John Solo and I would just, yeah. I, would, I would leave. I would just go toy hunting by myself and I would not be seen from until dinner time where I would be like, I'm not buying anything because I have no money now. <laughs> um, but in the last few years, I've gotten better at it. I would go toy hunting with people. I would, uh, I'd spend less, which is good, good for my wallet. And I would have <laughs> more cherished memories with friends. But also... When the time came where I needed to go away and just like I need, I'm on. I have an objective. It it'd be it'd be okay and understood. Why all of a sudden I just fucking we bounce. And yeah, and yeah. I would just disappear. Yeah. So, tip. There's a tip for everyone. For anyone who's never been, but hope to one day go to a comic book convention if they become a thing again. Just enjoy the con. Don't worry about staying in a little group. Just do your thing. Yeah. Find your group later. Because, I mean, you're going to be with the group for the whole weekend. Like, our thing was, like, we just need to have family dinner. But other than that, like, go. <laughs> yeah. We'll meet up for lunch. Or if we all want to just have a downtime, we'll wait in this line together. But Yeah, and if anything, just text. Like, I'm in aisle 400. Yeah, that's what we were doing. Day. I was like, John, where are you? I see this toy. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. It's just, like, help each other hunt. Do your thing. But do con stuff. Because you're going to be friends with each other outside the con. <laughs> Con is temporary. Friendship is hopefully forever. So fucking be smart about it. <laughs> you have gone to a lot more cons than I have, I feel, though. Yeah. I think the first con I went to, I was like 13. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't start I, I have been. I've, I've been going consistently since. Way later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't go to cons till I moved to San Francisco and then mm -hmm. was like WonderCon. Yeah. WonderCon was the first con I went to when I was a kid. Yeah. Dang. So, nice. Yeah. So right. then how did you narrow down your fi top five? Um, so that's the thing I've, I've been, because I've usually been pretty good at it. When I, when I'm at a con, I'm just like, spend all the money, regret, regret spending, but never regret. But I was like, regret spending. It's, it's easier to process than regretting not buying something. If that yeah. makes sense, because you could sell something later, but you can't not buy things. <laughs> You you're actually, yeah, I was going to say you're actually really good at it. Because when we were yeah. talking about the top five, you're like, let me think this real quick. <laughs> yeah. And, was... and even my top five, some of them, I f like, it's not too bad. It's not as heartbreaking as yours. Like, <laughs> this, like, I feel bad because the story oh, you told no. where you're like, I made up my mind after several years. I'm going to finally get it. And then COVID happened. I was like, oh, no, this is more heartbreaking than the fucking finale for WandaVision. <laughs> oh, no. It's just no. delayed. It, it'll still be there. Yeah. It's not a It's not a matter of, like, if you got it. It's a matter of when you're getting it. Yeah. The hunt just continues. Yeah. You know, so some of these are, uh, funny enough, it's some of these take place at the exact con that you've mentioned previously. Um, some of them are, for, like, from my earlier days. But some of them I actually acquired later on so it's a happy ending um but the first one on my list and again in no particular order um it is a print from nooligan the artist you mentioned uh mm. we were at san diego comic-con we were with barack and then i think i think you or barack were picking up a print that you commissioned i think barack was picking up his print okay and then i was look like i was I was ready. I still, it was like the last day of the con. And I was like, I still have some fucking money in my pocket. That's, 
fucking just yelling to be spent. And I'm just looking at Nooligan's prints. And this is my first time at his booth that whole weekend. I've, I've bought prints from him before, and I was just like, all right, I, I guess I'm buying a print today. And then before whatever reason, I was just like, no, I'm not. You know, which is weird because like I never fucking hesitate like that. But it was a a Nightwing print, which is one of my favorite DC characters. Mm-hmm. It was him with a uh, nunchucks, and I was like, "Fuck, that looks cool." And then I passed on it, and I was like, "I'll get it online." And then fucking everyone at the booth, you Barack Nooligan, was like, "You sure, man?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And then it sold out, and I never saw it again. But then uh, I, it made I like. It, it kind of hurts, but then a few months later, I picked up this new Ligon statue of Nightwing. So I, I still say. have something new Ligon Nightwing, and it also came with a little print. But it's a statue, so I'm happy either way that I have yeah. my favorite character, but, but uh, in the art style of an artist that I really appreciate. So that, not, not too much of a sad story there. Um <laughs> The other thing at the San Jose uh, Toy Expo that you mentioned where you were thinking of getting the giant Donnie, um, they had also a giant animated style Batman. Um, and I really wanted is from G- uh, Gentle Giant. And those things usually retail for like 150 to 200 now, like end up. Uh, and I think they had it there for $75. But again, because of like the people you are with, um, <laughs> it's that was a weird day, dude. It was like, like no, like not a lot of people. It, it wasn't even just that the people were buying anything. It was just a weird day. Like outside of the sales experience or the con experience, that was just a weird day. So I was just like, I don't want to yeah. spend seventy five dollars right now. So I think that's why I was out, and then like I radiated weirdness. So uh, sorry well, if that deterred you from buying Donnie. No, no, no. Cause remember also like you all were eating at the chicken place and I got lost and went to the wrong one and got mad. <laughs> yeah. You went like, we were like, we're going to go to Starbird, right? Starbird. Or Something Flybird? like that. Yeah. And it was, was like, like sure, a really good. There. And then I ended up in another city and I was like, why didn't you guys text me the right address? I was like, you know, I'm going home. Bye. <laughs> it was, yeah. just, it was a, it was a off energy day for sure. Yeah. And like it was storming that day, so we were eating, and everyone was just like, <laughs> "What happened to Grace?" And everyone was just like very concerned. And then it was just like, "Oh, she went to the wrong one. We couldn't get a hold of you. No one texted you the correct address." So it's just so. It was quite a day. So that con, <laughs> San Jose Toy Expo, and uh, that was they were supposed to have another Toy Expo before COVID hit too. Mm-hmm. So. When yeah, I remember because we, we were we were like we're gonna we're gonna redeem ourselves from last time. Yeah, and and like, we did. I think that's why we went to that flea market because we we're like they closed it a week before, oh. so we we're like we're gonna go to the flea market and buy toys anyway. Yeah, and then it fucking happened. What happened happened. Yeah, you know, like I think we were no, I think we were supposed to. Yeah, we went to the flea market and then we hit up all those other toy stores because we had that fob show post mortem mm-hmm. at Mike's house. That's right. That's right. So, um, I wanted the so that's my number two. I wanted the giant uh Bat- Joker action Batman action figure, uh, and I didn't get it. <laughs> um, next up, these two are like they're cool, but the main thing that stopped me from getting them is just the sheer size of them. 
it's I wanted the original Kenner Millennium Falcon. Um, and it was for a really good price. It was like $100. And those things are pretty expensive. They're like huge. 300 and up. But they're huge. Huge. But for people who know me, they know how much I love the Falcon. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole aesthetic of my car is just the Millennium Falcon. So <laughs> I passed on it just because of like at the time, I was just like, I don't know where I would put it. And then now I regret it because, again, that's a problem for future me. And I should have just gotten it and figure it out later. Even if I hung it above my bed with like fish hook, like fishing rope, and that eventually falls down on me because I don't know how to securely do anything. And then it kills me again, (laughs) dying surrounded by my treasures. That's the way to go. Um, In a similar vein, I also wanted the animated series Batcave. Um, It's the Bat computer and it had like diorama pieces that made it look like it was the Batcave and it came with an animated Alfred figure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I was like it's cool, but I don't I was like, I don't need it right now. I'll get it eventually. I'll get it eventually, especially when you're at a con. You don't want to carry these huge things, you know, like just stuck with it all day. Um, I just kept pull, pushing it off, pushing it off until I never saw it again. And then now when I see it, it's like ridiculously expensive. So yeah, that's my number four. Uh, my number five is the Christopher Reeve Superman Hot Toys. I saw it when I wasn't collecting Hot Toys at the time, but I always said if I was going to collect two Hot Toys, it's going to be Chris Reeve and Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, happy to say, though, as I stare at my glass case, that they are both yeah. at the center of my collection. So eventually those two grails uh, are in my collection and very happy that they are so. Again, I was not gonna say that, that well, those don't count as the ones that got away, John. Those count as your holy grail, and you got it. Yeah, so, well, they they got away, and just like the Terminator, I was like, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. So um, that's my top five. Hmm. Um, oh, there is one where it. I'm glad it did get away hmm. <laughs> um, because this last year. Oh, last year. It was during the run of season two of Mandalorian. Hasbro announced that they're building the Razor Crest, which is uh, oh. Jaren's Mandalorian's uh, ship, and it's it's massive. They announced it was going to be three and three quarters uh, for three and three quarters uh, figures. So it's it's huge. It's like the size of most uh, office desks, and because it's so big, they couldn't carry it in stores. And with shipping and logistics, it's going to be completely unique. So it wasn't reusing any parts. So they had to kind of build it or uh, create it for a special order. So only people who ordered it would get it. And it's kind of like a Kickstarter thing just because of how big and expensive it was. It was like $400. I was going back and forth. I was like, fuck, I really like the the Razor Crest. I was like, it's getting up there as far as like iconic ships in the Star Wars lore. You know, I was like, it's fucking beautiful. It's run down, beat to shit like all the ships that i love just like my car you know so i was like i should do this and it was like around the time where it's like towards the middle of pandemic and i was just like i'm not sure how how long things are gonna last the uncertainty of like financial expenses so i was like i'm not gonna do it i was like i can't like i was like i bought a lot of things this year i don't think this should be one of them and i was just like oh man i i hope that i made the right choice a week after the <laughs> thing ended, spoiler alert, it got blown up to shit in the show. 
So it's done. Like I still want a razor crest representation on my shelf, maybe something less big now, especially if I could, I could just put a bunch of bricks and sand and call it the razor crest. But yeah, that's one that I'm like, okay, maybe I made the right choice there. <laughs> yeah. When it happened in show, all of us like, we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? And it's like, okay, I guess we got to use the other ship, but God damn it. That was a beautiful ship. Like I had this moment of like, if you're a uh, a firefly fan, uh, firefly fan, yeah, then you have such an emotional uh, connection to the ship, right? And when mm. they blew it up, it felt like what they did in the movie. And I was like, no, yeah. why? Why do you have to do this? Why do you always have to wreck the ship? Because you know, once the ship is wrecked, yeah. there's no way. That's what would concern me most of like the rise of Skywalker. Like we're not going to talk too much about that movie, but I was just like, I fucking hope that they don't blow up the Falcon. <laughs> I was like, because that's all that sequel movie, the sequel movies did is like, we're going to bring, take something you love and then and completely then kill it. heartbreak you with it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, they killed Han. They killed Luke. I was like, I don't They they killed Leia, but they couldn't really kill her because she died in real life. So I was like, they need to break our hearts. So it's like, they're yeah. either going to kill Lando, kill Chewie, or kill the Falcon, or all three. <laughs> so I was just very stressed out that movie. Yeah, the whole time. And I was just yeah. like, Ugh, whatever, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but there's my top five yeah. ones that got away, but not really. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that, it, it's what were we saying before? It's not that they're they're completely gone. It's just that, you know how much are we willing at this point yeah right like the hunt continues yeah because like like we've discovered this week the mortal combat's the mortal combat figures evaded me before (laughs) but fucking the ebay bills (laughs) (laughs) they're coming fast and furious (laughs) (laughs) you're telling me you just started up another line i was like oh my god you have the room that's a problem for that's a problem for future john it's like all right well another shelf uh let me uh just carve out part of the ceiling yeah. <laughs> and uh we can see what else happens yeah yeah oh so well if any it's... of this is inch of interest to you guys like i if you want to see my mortal Kombat or the stuff that i've previously purchased and acquired or you want to see me try and acquire toys collectible collectibles and whatnot uh i go to the, my youtube page it's youtube.com slash nerdy scoundrel uh, his stuff is so fun. fun and it's like to see him like rage and also like just freak out about trying to get a toy online like yeah <laughs> one of that people's favorite videos favorite. that people tell me consistently is the one where i try and purchase a christopher reeve superman figure online uh, the pre-orders went up, and then the website kept crashing. The despair uh, on your face. Yeah. And people are like, I love that episode. And I was like, why? I was stressed the whole time. Because it, like, embodies the whole, it embodies the whole fucking experience of us trying to get shit. Yeah. It's just like, God, why are you why are you this bad at doing websites? Why are you this bad at launching things? It's like, there's so many other easier ways, but nah. Okay, let's do it this way. Sure. Let's stress everyone out. Just take my money. Because <laughs> it's like we're actively trying to give you money, but you're going to break everything in front of us. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Stressing me out and making me 
But speaking of stressing people out and prolonging a painful experience, <laughs> 51 minutes in, we still haven't talked about high fidelity. <laughs> we didn't even tell you what today's episode was actually about. Yeah. So surprise. Yeah. What is this episode about? We're talking about Laura. Laura, yeah. I was like, toys! <laughs> so this week we are talking about Laura. Um, Who is, yeah, and she is played by the wonderful Danish actress, Ibn Eile. There it is. Um, I hope I correctly said that because I don't know how to pronounce white ass names like that. So. <laughs> But I she, tried and I was just not going on. So I was like, Grace, can you please do this? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and and we're just gonna talk about Laura and see what she brings out and like the things that we have experienced. And I don't know, like Laura is the whole reason the the book exists, the movie exists. Rob is the way he is, is because yeah. Laura is. Is... She's the reason why he went backwards and thought about his top five. <laughs> I know. Um, so, when you think of the character Laura, what are the things that you think about? I feel. I feel like she's the things that I wrote down about her is that she is the one who grew up, right? Mm-hmm. She's the one who claims responsibility for what she's done before, and is also like she's the one to make that first move of like if if I need to leave for you to become a better person that's what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. right and I I you know f- at first like seeing her when I first started watching the movie in my like teens early 20s no in our early 20s because this came out what 2000 mm-hmm. yeah early 20s then I would be like she's not the fun one anymore <laughs> Right. And that's and he says that in the movie, but then watching it as someone who's older, who's gone through certain things, who's kind of, you know, like they they were supposed to grow up together. Mm-hmm. And then Rob did it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so because there's that part where he says, like, you've changed from who you were. And she's like, no, I just grew up. Mm-hmm. And like fundamentally, she's still the person that he met in the club. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, yeah, but I'm also I can be multiple things at once. And that's what yeah. I think of of Laura when I think of her now of just like, here's this woman who everything she's aimed to do, she has done. Mm-hmm. And I always like admired her for that, for being like the one to be like, hey, I maybe I do have to step away from this relationship relationship and then also at the end being like hey i want to get back into this relationship like i'm not going to give you an explanation for why it's just this is this feels good to me now right and it's like oh i i always kind of liked that she never really gave reasons Mm -hmm. like real reasons like she was just like i just can't be here right now yeah and I like the ambiguity of her. And and, and we kind of always talk about it of like whether we feel like Rob and Laura are, are, are stay after, you know, the credits roll. But mm. I was like, I think she just realizes like, oh, this is this was this was. Like, he is my top five, mm. you know, like like Rob is Rob's, in there for her too. Yeah, yeah. Rob's- Rob is her Laura or whatever we call it, but like she is just 
accepting of a lot of things and like letting go of a lot of things because like it's also like you are there to be better herself and i don't mm-hmm. think she i don't think she saw her best self without rob yeah see and you you mentioned it earlier but the one thing that like really made like i the one word i think of when i think of laura is change and you mentioned that mm-hmm. earlier but mm-hmm. not just change for her of like her growing in the relationship but also like the lack of change for rob initially where he stayed exactly who he was at the beginning of the relationship up until the ending the, the way things ended the first time with them mm-hmm. but also after that when they got back together it's his uh willingness to change afterwards for her you know yeah. where he's just like i want to be better for her He's like, I'm realizing all the the fuckery that I do of making a playlist or a, a mixtape for another person. I see that now, and I'm I'm not gonna do that. So he's trying to be better. He's trying to change for her, you know. So that's one thing that I was just like, okay, Laura is a very important person for Rob. Yeah, you know, because not only that, like, of everyone in his top five, she is the only one that he tries to get back with, get together with again after the breakup, you know, as important as all of these other relationships are to him. He's the only one who, after everything that happened with Ian, after everything that they've been through, he's just like, and Rob for the way they present him and what we know of him, he's a very like, you know, prideful person. He's like, you left me for someone else. You know, I was like, that's it. But then for her, she's just like, he honestly is like, we should, he's like, I want to be better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's also the thing of like, you know how many relationships where you wanted to be a, a, your best self for someone else, right? And mm-hmm. not to say that like, you know, all relationships are supposed to do that because you, you want to change for yourself. And I think that's what Rob realizes is that eventually like he's not changing because of her he's changing Mm. because he sees what he could be Mm -hmm. and and he's doing it for himself because like she she brings out you know the best in him and he's like i want to be that version of myself all the time yeah right and I and I think like one of the one of the things that I love in the movie is when he does his top five things he misses about Laura. Yeah, that's and it's one of my just favorite like, parts. Like, because right before he's kind of dumbfounded by the question by Liz, Liz broadsides him and goes like, "Why do you really want to get back together?" Mm-hmm. And he doesn't answer her, but then he answers the audience. And I I think like that top five, it's it's such a like intimate top five and it's such like a couple top five, but it's like things that like he realizes like, this is all of Laura. Like this is her, you know, I hate, I, I the things I hate about her are also the things I miss about her. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, I always thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the idea of like Laura being, Laura being Laura is just she's you see the way that she she changes throughout the movie because of the way that Rob changes throughout the movie so the way that he looks at her is different Mm -hmm. or sees her is different right so like towards the end of the movie she becomes like this really cool like person 
because he's like seeing her for what she is of like oh she's really laid back she lets things slide she does all these things she takes care of business like she wants me to succeed but doesn't like super super like lord it over him a lot of the time mm-hmm. right because you just see her be be these things of like oh i i made a release party for you just so you can get started or like i i appreciate you um asking the question but did you really expect me to answer yeah. yes you know She's like way those... fucking cool like there's this <laughs> drastic change we're like Shit, she is cool. Yeah, and and you realize like, oh, we've only been seeing her through Rob's lens, and it's just like yeah. this really messed up. Like you left me for someone else, which was not the case. Yeah, but that's the way it's framed. And then later on, you're like, oh no, she's a really dope person, and you're just kind of not at her level yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Like, see, and that's the thing. That's why, like it's it's always that thing of <laughs> like we talked about it earlier but it's just like once a relationship ends and then if you think you can be better or or get on a person's level do you believe in like getting back together with someone because that was pretty much rob's kind of kind of directly <laughs> indirectly it was his main thing it was like i want to get back together with laura you know indirectly that's where like this whole movie was going but it yeah of course it varies from like relationship to relationships but all right so two-part question Mm. um first in most breakups for you are you the the person the the breakupper or the breakupy um if we're counting back to my relationships since junior high Uh um it's pretty much split evenly like okay. I will be the one to break it off, or they, you know, or they're the ones to break it off. But it's pretty much really evenly. There is one uh, relationship somewhere in the middle where I broke it off first, but then they broke it off, and then like it was a back and forth. Like, no, I'm breaking up with you. No, I'm breaking up with you. Like it was just. So it's like fifty fifty, and even the middle one is like. Split. Even the middle one, it was just like, you know what, this is it. Yeah, we're both going to be mutually walking away from this. Yeah. I could, I could hear just Thanos being like perfectly balanced <laughs> as all things should be. Yeah. So I, I would feel like it's very even. It's, it's half. So yeah. of those breakups, of those 50 50s, how mm-hmm. many times have you tried to be like, you know what? Let's run it back. I'm putting my quarter at the arcade machine and I'm going to try again. <sighs> um,. Twice. Twice? So. That's two out of. Seven. Seven serious ones that I'm counting. Okay. Yeah. So not including my. Yeah. So seven of past relationships. Yeah. Not, Bre- breakups. Not including this one. Yeah. 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 Or this one's not a breakup. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So like. Uh. Yeah, so the first time I tried to get back to, together with the person that I had broken up with. Um, after that was about, we were together for about six months and then I was like, shit hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. So I had to break it off again. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time that I tried to get back with somebody, it it was a chaotic, again, it was like a chaotic, it was a chaotic breakup. It is the person where we kept breaking up with each other. 
over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and 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 I was like, okay, so maybe my breakup was premature. I am sorry for this fight that we had. I I don't want to break up. I said that out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And then the other person was just like, I don't know, la 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 la. And then um, he, they were like, let me think about it. I have to think of some things. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I take whatever time. And then I think some time had passed. And I was like, you know, do you, do you feel like we can try again? And then it was kind of like, oh, let me keep think, let me keep thinking about it. And I was like, oh, this is you just breaking up with me again. So I was like, okay, fine. No. <laughs> I revoke my olive branch. I was like, you know what? No, it's better if we just stay like this. And then after I said that, they're like, no, 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 no. We need to figure this out. And it just went back. And I was like, this is a week of just us breaking up with each other again. And I can't do yeah. that. And so it was, it was a roof win. And I immediately after that, I was like, you know what? It's going to help me not text in the middle of the night mm-hmm. is if I block and erase your number. And yeah. so that's basically what I had to do. And it, it, and again, that was like the messiest. That was the most chaotic and most. We were cruel to each other. Yeah. So it was pretty much like whatever you thought it was the opposition just to. To kind of like. I, I, we should break up. No, we should stay together. Oh, we should it's, stay together. We should break up. Yeah. So we were always on different like, but it was also like after, after a while, I was like, man, we are being really mean to each other. Like yeah. we, this isn't, even it's, if we got back together, like I would always remember this. Yeah. I was like, this can't happen now. Yeah. And not to say that I haven't taken breaks in relationship, which mm-hmm. I have, but these aren't, these aren't breakups where it's like, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, those two, those two were, were the, the, yeah, the first one, I just chalk it up to, I was like, we were, we were seniors in high school, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we considered each other like first serious relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then when I, when we broke up the first time, I was like, this isn't working. But then we got back together because like, you know, the story of high school sweethearts. Yeah. And then six months later, I was like, yo, I, call, I was like, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, twice in my life. Okay. So I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I am of the school of thought of like an ex is an ex for a reason and just, just cut it. Yeah. Like the second you say you don't want to be with, or if the words are, I cannot be with you anymore. I don't want to be with you. We should break up. Like. The second that happens, you are automatically blocked and and out out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, see, because I always find it so interesting because, like, I don't know, like, I, of 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 the relationships, the serious relationships that I've been in, or even just like dating where it wasn't a relationship, it's always like, it's always the other person breaking up with me. I've never been the breakupper. Mm-hmm. And every time I've gotten broken up with, I've always tried to be like, we should, let's try, we could try and fix this. I think that's a, okay. But you also have those moments of it's not working out, but you are going to fight through those moments. Yeah. I'm like, we could try and figure this out. Yeah. I'm like stubbornly optimistic. Yeah. I'm like, I am, like, I'm Will Smith and I am legend where <laughs> fucking, pe- like, the monsters are crashing in and he's just like, I can fix this. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. 
So that's me. I'm just like, I always like believe. I was like, we can fix this, right? And then no, everything is literally on fire. <laughs> Jesus. So, I think that's also, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a thing, but it's also like this, I, cause I used to be like that too. Of like, we should have stayed together. We should have done these things, but it's also like, there has to be a reason why we're breaking up. Yeah. Right. And so I always, and it's also like that thing of like, I don't like that idea or that saying that I can change, I can change at the end of a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, cause even Rob says it is like, I'm. Like, Rob's not really changing mm-hmm. a whole lot. He's just, like, you know, like, he's not completely changing into anything else. He's still Rob. It's just now he's more conscious of the shit that he does. Yeah. Right? Like, he's becoming more of himself. Which is, like, if you have fundamental things that you cannot change, like, you don't change. Because then you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you've been this way the whole time and then someone else is like, I need you to be this way. Well, it's like. I don't know how to do that all of a sudden. Yeah. And also like, that's not how, that's not how I work. Like there has to be some, some bit of compromise I want to say, but like you want to, you want to be able to change because you feel like it's a good, good thing forward. Yeah. Not just to do it. Yeah. So it's like how she says is like, or how, Again, like how Rob says, you've changed. And then she goes, no, I just grew. Like, how you know, and here's two people who have been together for a while who were supposed to grow together. Mm-hmm. And then to see Rob not necessarily grow in a healthy way. Right? Because she's, I mean, she's still Laura. She's still that girl. But, you know, now she has a little bit more responsibility and has a different worldview and has been, you know doing different things and here's rob who's who was no longer a dj like he stopped djing right yeah yeah he stopped djing (laughs) and it was like dude this was what you've always wanted to do Mm. and then you just stopped like you know you want to make music but you're not making music like it's just those things of like she pushes him in these little ways of like you've always said you wanted to do this i'm just pushing you in the right direction see and that's the thing kind of like with rob's character he like he loves everything until he like he loves a thing until he doesn't mm. you know so but i don't know like thinking about thinking about it now where <laughs> you know you, you take that step back and you're like what the hell have i been doing with life you know <laughs> where it's just like that thing of like you said after relationship ends you present all these things of like why it didn't work out mm-hmm. and then the whole basis of like trying again to to again like i said run it back is you know what you did wrong but you've had these discussions before but then all of a sudden you believe that you can change and that that like you know that usually doesn't work but for whatever reason like people try i try but you you know it's not gonna work because you 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 know you like i'm sure before things got bad you've had these conversations before you're like like whether little ones or big ones you've had conversations of why things are bad right now yeah. So when it gets to the point where things break and then you, 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 you try and course correct after the fact, but you didn't before you're like, sometimes it just doesn't work. And you know, it's like taking a test and then being like, well, take it again. <laughs> and then you have all the answers. Now, you know why you failed, but 
taking it again and having all the correct answers, it doesn't mean you passed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, when... And to bring another movie into this mix, like yeah. I, you know, when one of the things that I've always kind of looked back on, especially um, the idea of like, what can I change to make it better, has it always reminded me of like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. of like even with everything erased, even with the whole, like they are still doing the things that they did. Yeah you know and are very upfront with each other and all these things and it's just like dude so at the end of spotless mind do clementine and joel make it and it's like does that even matter i remember my friend saying like does that matter Mm -hmm. like they're they're having a whole new relationship essentially Mm -hmm. like knowing what each other's faults are knowing what can happen what's the worst that can happen and they're still willing to go through it and I was like, okay, so then is that also a thing of like, okay, so do we just forget everything that's in a relationship and start over? And I think it's just like, are you capable of doing that? Yeah. Like without the mind erasing machine in real life. Yeah. You know, it can, can you move forward from previous, the previous relationship or the first iteration of that relationship, learn from your mistakes and move forward? And usually people are pretty stubborn. <laughs> you know like it's it's hard because like like what you said for you is like two out of seven for me it's zero out of a, a, however much and for, yeah. for by by and large most people who you talk to when they try like they break up they try and get back together it usually doesn't work well they 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 get back together they break up they get back together they make a breakup for a little bit and then it's either it works or it doesn't but it, the the numbers usually aren't in favor of like and then we lived happily ever after you know like the numbers aren't that great but they're sure there are those numbers which i think is why like i'm so stubborn like that where i'm like well if it worked once you never know it might work for me i think you know it's it's that thing for me it's just like never tell me the odds yeah you can't play, you can't play the numbers game it's yeah. just like oh because like it didn't work for this one person it yeah. might not, you know it might work for us and i think that's also the thing of like how much effort can you can you put in after after, after a, break, a breakup right yeah. and like it also kind of defines like oh what are you saying by breakup because there's there's a break and then there's mm-hmm. a breakup and and i'm one of those people who if you watch friends it yeah. was a definite break yeah like, like they had, they had, there was a break. I am team Ross in the Rachel Ross debacle, mm-hmm. but like. Oh, in the regard that a break is a breakup. Like. They, but they were broken up. It was a breakup. I don't, th- I don't think it was a breakup. You don't. No. But she said, she said, I think we're breaking up. <laughs> I am I am Team Ross. It was a breakup. Well she does not think it was a breakup. She thinks well, it was even from that sentence, I think we're breaking up. Like if I'm driving and I'm like, I think we're gonna crash. We haven't crashed yet. <laughs> well, there's a good chance we're gonna crash. I don't know. Watch that one fight scene again. It was pretty definite that she broke up with him. Yeah. It, it felt like a break. That was a breakup. That was not us. Let's take a break. I'll I'll check in with you later. That was you need to leave. We're done. 
Mm-mm. And so I am very much Team Ross of like, we were broken up. Right. And so <laughs> I don't know why that came in, but I was just <laughs> like, I don't know. It still brings me so much anger to this day because I hate Rachel so much. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think the idea of like, okay, we got we have to define what a breakup versus a break is, right? Yeah. So and for you, they're the same thing? They <sighs> I think it varies. It varies. I think it like for that specific example, it can be classified as a breakup just because how certain words and what words were spoken. Mm. But generally, I think mm. there can be a, a line between a break and a breakup. I've been... What is it? A girl has said it? to me, we should go on a break. And I was like, I don't... Like, what much like mean? Ross, I don't know what the fuck that means. That so I referred to Ross. I asked people. I was like, what does that mean? And then they referred me to friends. I was like, this was so unhelpful. <laughs> that makes me nervous when someone says we need to go on a break because I don't know what that means. Does I think that mean it, like complete... I think for whoever says it, they know exactly what it means. The person receiving it doesn't know what it then means. You, okay, then you have to outline the things. Because yeah. a break, Agreed. like, a, and also I don't understand what a break means. Like For me, just... I think that's time to figure, like, again, I think it, it's whatever the person saying it means. Like, if if someone say, says that, much like Rachel, she's like, I just need time to think. That's what she wants. But if someone, someone could use those exact same words with the intention of just like, much like my ex did to me. She's like, we're going to put this on pause. This isn't over. We're just, we're putting a little bookmark in it. And I'm going to go check this other book to see how, how that chapter is going. <laughs> nope. Still bad. That's low. That, <laughs> that Instapot's still not good. Let's, let's open this book back up. You okay. Know? So it so, is what you want it to be. Okay. So maybe I have gotten back with, with, in some other relationships, not understanding that it wasn't that it was a breakup, it was just a break or whatever. Because for me, like a break, I don't know what that entails. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I've ever asked. I haven't asked any, any anybody to go on a break. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, in the relationships, there has been space where we were seeing each other all the time, and then mm-hmm. just was like, "Hey, can I not hang out with you this weekend?" can we not like can we kind of just back up a little bit and i'm is that a is that also a break or is a break just let me not think about anything having to do with this relationship for a certain amount of time i think it varies there could be levels of breaks okay yeah because it's like with 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 rob and laura they never had a break before the breakup right i don't think so so is this is this a this is not a break because she. No, this is a breakup. This was a breakup, right? Yeah, she moved out. She stayed with Ian, and then she she slept with Ian. <laughs> in in okay, that order, but... though. In fairness, no, in yeah, that order, no, yeah. very much in that order. So, um, I think yeah, I think it varies. Yeah, because that always I was like, okay, so they are getting back together out after a break, which may have lasted what a week. Mm-hmm. If yeah. Unclear, if, but it felt like a week. Yeah. A week to or two weeks or so. But like it was a short amount of time. Breaks are just confusing. Breaks are like when you're playing a video game and then halfway through they introduce a new fucking gameplay element. It's just like this game's hard, but we're gonna make it so much harder and confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing about this this movie is that for me it confuses a lot of things Mm -hmm. 
even though I love it, even though like I think it's one of you know it's one of his best, if not the best things he's ever acted in. But it's also like this idea of like okay, so here is this thing that he kind of or Rob kind of says in the beginning is like, are we miserable because of the music or the is you know something like that like yeah. the 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 paradox of listening to this music and then. And then immediately goes into her leaving. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very angry. <laughs> yeah. Right? Of like, whoa, this just happened. Like, this just happened. Like, she was like, I'm a, I'm leaving. And then the whole time, he's just replaying shit back in his head. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like, because I saw this movie when I was very, very, very young. And by young, I mean like 20. <laughs> i'm like oh so is this how you do like after each breakup you kind of just do a post-mortem and then see what happens after that and it's like yeah i think that's it we were influenced at a young age and then this dictated every relationship moving forward yeah i i absolutely think that too um because my last relationship was was I'm over it now, but it took me a very long time to get over it Yeah, because we were together for so long. Like uh, that relationship lasted a lot longer than like the majority of marriages that my friends had. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, so then what? And in my head, I kept replaying like what happened over this past decade? Like, what did these things do? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I was sitting there and I was like, I know what I'm doing. This is what Rob did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, seeing him with his Laura, I was like, okay, so then, so then, so then how? Like, if Rob could do it, because basically, remember, kids, I am Rob and also Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah, you're Rob Cook. <laughs> oh, God. And so I was like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I redo things? How do I fix it? And then I was like, oh, this is, like, life isn't like high fidelity. So what we're trying to get at is <laughs> sorry, I'm like our friendly. lives are John Cusack movies. Absolutely. Because we know we don't know any better. Like my life when it comes to relationships could be a drinking game where if I do anything nearly as dumb or as foolish as Rob specifically does in this movie, you take a shot and then you'd be nearly as drunk as I was when I would be going through a relationship breakup. <laughs> The, the amounts of drunkenness and stupid stupid decisions after a breakup yeah there's so yeah. many times I, I there just... there are moments that I look back and I was like wow I am how did I get out of that alive because I yeah. made some really dumb decisions <laughs> yeah but yeah so I don't know like high fidelity as you know Laura is amazing Laura is there and Laura kind of shows I feel like Laura shows me like the potential of like how you can better yourself without expecting someone else to yeah, make you better. Lording it over someone being like look what I did with my life. Catch yeah. up. Like she's, she's she's very, very cool about it. Yeah she's very much not that and I feel like in other relationships I have I have gone yeah. through that of like I've done this how come you haven't yet and I'm yeah, like or- <laughs> the fuck or, like, see and that's the thing with like all of like 
Rob's like emotional uh, or lacking of emotional stuff that he needs to do in a relationship. Everything that he doesn't bring to the relationship, Laura never made him really it. She never made it about that, you know? Mm hmm. So like because like I've been in a relationship where it's just like I want this why aren't you know where it became a thing where you just feel bad because you're not able to do or be the person that they want you to be. Yeah. And that sucks. So like for for her to not put that on Rob and just be like you're not meeting my expectations or my what I expected of you, you know. Mm-hmm. Just just it's it's very relieving to see yeah like you because you almost feel like that's what rob's hinting at but then he you realize like no this is just rob projecting on himself Mm -hmm. right because she's been very supportive of him and you see that shift too like where she's saying you're working your dream job like what more do you want yeah like she's she's helping him become a better self (laughs) <laughs> like he wants to become better for himself she's yeah. a great balance for him she's a she's a good yeah. anchor you know like yeah. even her voice at first when i saw this she was just like you know just kind of flat you know she's very grounded and then i realized that's a great counterpoint to rob's just like energy of always <laughs> yelling <laughs> his chaoticness his chaotic yeah. rage she's just like <laughs> Well, I never said, you know, she's just like very, she's there mm-hmm. and she'll keep you balanced. Mm-hmm. But Rob is just like, ah, <laughs> so very interesting for, for these two, um, a really good character. Um, she didn't get a lot of time, but for the time that she had on screen, uh, she, she pushed a lot of the story forward and she gives, she gives you a lot to think about, I think. Yeah. Laura's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Laura, Grace? Before we wrap this up, I want to know what her real accent is. Then, yeah, we should we should watch one of her real movies. It'll it'll freak us out. Yeah, like I don't like this. (laughs) Yeah, but she because like that's the thing. Like we've talked about before. Like I don't like accents when you you and Mark do it because like I'm like I know your real voices. You so, it. Uh, <laughs> so when I hear her speak in like her real accent, I'm gonna be like, ah, <laughs> because to me, I've experienced her American accent first. So in my brain, it'll be like, that's fake. <laughs> but it's not. It's her real voice. I feel like it's like that for a lot of us who like see a lot of British actors, and then they start they start talking in their regular accent and you're like ah, why do you sound like you're from mary poppins what is this <laughs> yeah like I, I one of my favorite stories is when ben affleck got cast as batman and then he ran into christian bale at a halloween store when he oh was yeah kids and then he, like, christian bale started talking to ben affleck and ben's big takeaway is like holy shit he's british <laughs> <laughs> that was everyone's at the when when he won an award for something i just yeah. remember every like his accent was was like trending everyone was like what the fuck? He's not American. Yeah, people at people's first reaction is like, "He's so method. Look at him accepting the award as a Brit." They're like, "No, and they're he's, like, uh, they're like, nah, shit, he's really British." Yeah, he's cockney as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. 
Yeah, I think those are my favorites. Cause it, it, and also, like, when British actors don't quite hit the accent correctly, the American accent correctly, like uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I was going to say, your, uh, <laughs> your favorite doctor, right? Ooh, Cumberbatch. Let's, let's go back to the drawing board with that one. Yeah, let's please. try again. I think that's it for the Laura episode. Um, yeah. We love Laura. We love Laura. We love She's... Ivan. Uh, Ivan Iolet. There it is. Iolet. There it is. Iolet. She had. Oh, yeah. It was fun trying to hear Google pronounce it. <laughs> Ivan Iolet. But uh, much love to the character. Much love to the actress. Anything you want to shout out? Anything or anyone you want to shout out this week, Grace? Before we say goodbye. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't. I uh, the thing that comes to mind again is like Twitch DJs. Like, I just want to shout out my homegirl, um, Aileen, who like, you know, put me on to her friend who introduced me to all these other people, and I was just like, yo, I Twitch DJing. If you are not familiar with Twitch, get on Twitch because it's just a fun thing in general. Mm-hmm. But the DJs are are exciting on there. Yeah. If if people are gonna try one Twitch DJ this weekend, who would you? Hella Sush. Hella Sush. His name is Hella Sush. Hella as in H E L L A and Sush as in S O O S H. Okay. He's part of the Cuffin Gang team. And Cuffin is a really cool collective of DJs in in different areas, and so. Yeah, check cool. this man out. And he's he's also an MC, so every now and then during his like DJ sets he'll bust out into some of his music and I have to say like he has some really good music. Okay. So look and, him up. And for those people much like myself who don't know Twitch, uh they can see this even if they're not live, they can just go to twitch.tv slash their names. Your, you, whatever <laughs> their name is, and then yeah. they can still watch past performances and whatnot. Um, at least for two weeks. Cool. You can watch them um, because they are DJs. Sometimes those videos aren't up because they get DMCA'd mm-hmm. or be, or they just might have like, it's just not going to be there. But okay. for the most part, he keeps his stuff up. So cool. So go and check that out, everyone. Um, I have nothing to shit out. Just if anything, <laughs> go watch the Mortal Kombat trailer. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, watch it. Watch it. Watch yeah, it. Go watch it. That's fun stuff. We've been um, obsessed. There you go, guys. That's the Laura episode. We'll see you back here in seven days to talk about another high fidelity episode. Uh, that one's going to be a surprise, but we'll see you here. Go have a, have a good week until the next episode, guys. My name is John and I'm Grace. Remember, don't regret those grails. Buy them now. Regret nothing. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.